0: Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to ariselife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. So we've been talking um, uh, for uh, the last bit about what it looks like to do community and um, to have relationships. And we talked last week about mess, Right. And um, if you're going to have a relationship, you will have mess, right? It always cracks me up. I was was in the Orthodox Church for several years, uh, and because my life had become a mess, and I wanted a mess-free life. And it looked like they had it all organized and carefully graphed and everything. And one of the things I loved, and my ideals were these guys. They were called, um, there was a couple different kinds. There were the Hermits and the Anchorites. Hermits became like God by leaving everybody and going out into the wilderness by themselves. Anybody see a problem? See, I don't have any problems if you're not in my life, right? I don't need patience if you are not here. I don't need love if I don't have anybody to love, right? If sometimes the temptation is the way I get to, a, to the life God designed is I vote everybody off my island, and in COVID, anybody found out when you were the only one on the island, you still had a pile of mess, but you lost everybody to blame?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was talking with some people once, and they were like, oh my goodness, we just travel, and we go into these churches that we, we don't know anyone, but we just get such a loving feeling
0: we towards just feel everyone. This love, and yeah. we
1: just feel this love and this unity. But in the church we usually go to on Sundays, we don't get that feeling. And I was like, well, because in those churches, you don't know anyone, and you did not have a time to get offended by anyone, or <laughs> your feelings hurt, so you come, and you just have this
0: delusional. fantastical,
1: delusional feeling, <laughs> right? That's not reality. When we live together, when we rub elbows, when we try to do anything together, you know, things don't stay as pretty and as whatever as we would like them to be right
0: <laughs> but if you want love you're going to deal with mess and uh i i loved I, I i always um you know as you read through the book of john uh you see a lot of the mess of the disciples but right at the end right before jesus is going to be crucified he's given the guys his last thoughts, and he's telling them what you need to do. And in John 13, 34, he says, okay, guys, you know what? Basically, forget everything I told you. I'm just giving you one rule. Ready? They're like, what's the rule? What's the rule? Tell us the secrets of the universe. And what does he say? He says, a new commandment I give you, that you would love one another, even as I have loved you and you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. And that is a wonderful T-shirt. But anybody feel like it lacks a little something? How? Anybody? I mean, that sounds really good. I mean, the Beatles said all you need is love, right? And then they broke up, right? That somehow this whole thing is we need love, but what is it? What does it look like to love? Now, the way he could tell them you should love is what did he say? Love as I have loved you. For three years, they watched him love them through what? Their mess. They watched how he dealt with their mess. He watched it and they were like, and if I was the disciple, I'd be like, Jesus, I have a question. How? (laughs) Like, that's the Jesus level of love. And if you ever read the Bible and you see the Jesus level of something, you're like, whoo, glad I'm not required to do that. But Jesus became fully man, not to show us what God walking on this earth looks like, but what a man fully surrendered to God and filled with the Holy Spirit looks like. He did it as a man so that we, filled with the Spirit, could do it as well. And again, the first time I heard that, I was like, ah! I felt condemned. I felt like, that's too much. How dare you demand that of me? But God doesn't demand. He provides the power to do. Whatever God tells you to do, he's giving you his spirit to do. And so if he says love, it means that he's providing that. And so we see that in Galatians 5, where Paul tells us, what are the fruit of the spirit? What is the automatic result of the spirit living in you? What's the first one? Love. He said, if you are filled with the spirit, love will result. Love, joy, peace, patience, right? So what But what does that look like? I don't know about you, but I married the most practical woman in the world, and I love it. I'll be like all theoretical and hyper-spiritual, and she'd be like, stop the presses. What does that actually mean? Where are my people? Come on, come on. And you probably got your knuckles wrapped in church for asking those questions, didn't you? You're like, no, seriously, because people love in churches. And you're like, the emperor's naked. And they're like, no, those are spiritual clothes. Right? Right? No, I am loving you. It doesn't feel like love. Please stop loving me. Right? We spiritualize things that I love. And Masha always asks is, what's the reality of it? And so as we were really just asking about this, what I love is Paul planted all these churches. And they all started the way Masha said, oh, this is so wonderful. We're in the middle of a revival. Heaven to earth is incredible. And then Paul went away and they started to kill each other. <laughs> anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? If you've ever had like a dating relationship, you know that first phase? She's so perfect. She's amazing. Nothing's wrong with him. And he's and, and nothing's wrong. With, and she and and, uh, and she's looking at him, going, "Nothing's wrong that I can't fix." <laughs> he's amazing potential. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Moving on. And then the reality is, oh my gosh, he's not changing. Okay, I just need you to know, we're only in this relationship with the assumption that you will become my dream. (laughs) This is not working. (laughs) Okay, moving right along. So in that place, I love it, is he, his books, all of, of Paul's books pretty much end with a section where he tells them all right, boys and girls, let's get practical. Let me tell you how to live together because you obviously need help. And I love how unique they are. Like 1 Corinthians is so like, what? You guys are doing what in your church? That's messed up. And you know, every church is different, but he's speaking to to Rome where he hasn't even been yet and he already knows they're having problems. Why? Because he knows they're human. And so let's go to the book of Romans. If you got Bibles, Three of you, four of you, five people going to heaven, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's a joke. All right, Romans chapter 12. So after he has preached the gospel, after he said, listen, guys, it's not your life. It's his life in you, right? You, it's he who's delivered you from the power of sin. It's he who's raised you to life. And it's the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead that's in you. Nothing you can do that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And whatever, nothing there. You know, he, he God is for you. God loves you. He's empowering you. Wow! After all that, he says, verse uh, chapter twelve. Therefore, I urge you, and I'm using NASB this time because um, sometimes, um, uh, anyway, it, it just there's it's easier to see some of the things he's trying to say here. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God. In other words, don't do this in your own effort, but by the power of God in you, present your bodies as living and holy sacrifices. Why is he saying that? Because there are a whole lot of people going, that is so deep, that is so amazing. But he said, ah, 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 it needs to manifest in your life. If it's real, it's gonna manifest in your life. Because in the ancient world, there were a lot of people that they were like, there's a spiritual reality and there's an earthly reality and they have no connection. And I can be truly spiritual, but none of this matters. And so, and and I can do whatever I want. And he said, no uh-uh. If you are truly delivered and saved and set free, it's going to manifest in your life. So therefore, offer your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God. Why is it acceptable? Who made it acceptable? Jesus. So you do it by his power, by his purification, and it's all him. Everything he asks us to do, he empowers us to do which is your spiritual act of worship. This is the worship God's looking for, is that you begin to allow him to walk, manifest, and will live through you. And so, therefore, do not be conformed to this world, but rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Again, as you begin to think God's thoughts, you or your mind is transformed. Well, how would I know God's thought? Well, one way is right here. Another way is as you pray and you hear his voice you get prophetic words you begin to hear what his voice sounds like and uh and I'll tell you what his voice is better than you could imagine his voice he's for you but as your mind is renewed why is that important because again there's this idea that I can have I can be spiritual but 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 then I'm always going to have this war in the mind you have The the image God always gives me is when I'm fighting my own mind or I'm fighting something is I'm the midget and he's Andre the Giant. (laughs) Tag me in. All I got to do, I may be pinned on the mat, but I tag him in and I take his thoughts in place of my own. It's not a battle. It's simply a replacement. I receive his thoughts in place of my own. He says I've I've been delivered and saved and set free. Okay, God, so how shall I live now? That so that you may prove, in other words, you may walk out what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. So all he's saying is God empowers you, God purifies you, God renews your mind so that effortlessly you may manifest what's his will for your life. The first time I read that and I realized it was true, my brain about exploded. If you will get this one simple truth, it changes everything. It goes from my effort to be like God, to allow God to make me like him. So in the middle of that, what does that look like in real life? He said, for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than you ought to think. But to think as so with the sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. So why why is he saying this? Because if you anybody here had a massive encounter with God and massively and thought you were amazing? No, do you know what I mean? You have this moment like, I will never have a problem again. I'm incredible. I'm amazing. And he's like, okay, whoa, 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 easy tiger, easy tiger. Yes, you have been healed. Yes, you've been delivered and set free. Yes, but you are still maturing. And you need to get a right perspective of who you are. You are not God's gift to humanity. <laughs> no, but you, you know what I mean? Have you ever met that, that 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 new believer has the answer for all your problems? You're like, oh, you just need to trust Jesus. I'm trying <laughs> like, oh, I have all the answers. Yes, you do, because his name is Jesus. Yes, that is true. But we're walking these things out. And he says, so don't still realize that even it is God who has done this work in you. But out of that, he says, so now let me tell you what it looks like to live in love together now that you've been saved and set free and delivered, right? What is that going to look like? Jump ahead to verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. What what does that mean? Hypocrisy is this idea of wearing a mask. That's what the ancient Greeks did. They wore masks for their theater. Anybody here been loved with hypocrisy? And he said, guys, 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 that's what I'm talking about, that religious form of love. I am loving you. Don't you, he said, don't do that. He said, don't let that. And then everything he's gonna say from here on out is to tell us how to love without hypocrisy. Anybody curious want to learn? All right, let's do this. All right. Love must be free of hypocrisy. First of all, this is going to be our house rules. You guys ready? This is what it looks like. First one is detest what is evil and cling to what is good. Detest what is evil and cling to what is good. Here's the deal. You know what evil is? In this word, this word, this word evil here is the word striving and toil. So again, this is love. I am loving you. That's not love, right? That's toil and striving. See, if we don't repent from our own efforts, we can't allow His power to flow through us. As long as we think we can do it on our own, we'll never let him. So we detest what is. And so the crazy thing is, anybody had this, you're trying your best, but it's not good enough, and then somebody points it out, and they're now your enemy? No, because because the reality, what they're trying to say is, listen, there's more available than your piddly self-efforts. God wants to give you love. So detest what is your own self-effort and cling to every manifestation of God that comes. That's the first thing is embrace good and reject evil. And, and I've said this before. You don't have to guess if it's a fruit of the spirit or not, right? If it's, I'm joyful. Oh, that was nice. I'm joyful. That, that's not joy. Joy is an upwelling that, is, that comes from him. So detest what is evil, my own efforts, and cling to what is good. That's the, that's the first rule. And so if you find that your love is not enough, Masha had this moment years ago with, I've shared this a bazillion times, but uh, it's so good, uh, with a toddler, she was all out of love. Right? Anybody been there? Anybody been all out of love? And um, and you know when you're all out of love, the next thing is probably going to get you sent to prison, right? And and in that moment, she's like, "Ah, I'm out of love." And God said to her, "Who told you you're out of love? How can you be out of love if He who is love is on the inside? Your love ran out because it's not love; it's affection. My love never ends." And reality is only when we repent of the of the, the weak versions of things do we get the real. All right, second rule. Be devoted to one another in brotherly, sisterly love, and give preference to one another in honor. So um I
1: love the message um interpretation of this verse. Uh, the passion the passion. Oh, the, the passion, sorry, not the message, passion. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. Woo! What is that culture? What does the community look like when we are competing? Not in how we look, not in how, you know how much money we have, but in how much honor we have for each other
0: how good we can make the other person look. What?
1: Who wants to be a part of that kind of community? Right? I mean, where we are tirelessly promoting each other. Where we are tirelessly pointing out like amazing stuff about each other. You know, that's a different ball game. And I feel like you know, as you can do whatever your rules are in your house, but as mom and dad of this house, <laughs> these are our house rules, right? If someone is being, someone comes and tries to dishonor someone to us, we're gonna be like, hmm, wait a minute. Well, no, let's call them up and let's ta- talk face to face right or go talk to them before you come talk to me okay so in this culture we're going to work hard to honor each other and to compete in honoring one another more and more right in serving each other more right leadership right i mean it's it's a promotion to lead but it's a lot of work right we serve Everybody. (laughs) The more you lead in this context, the more you lead in this body, the more you serve, right? It's not this place where you get to and then everyone serves you. It's the opposite, right, Stephanie? (laughs) It's like the leaders do all the admin, right? (laughs) It's the leaders get to do the stuff no one else wants to do, right? And that's what leadership is in this context, right? And I just love that. I just imagine this place. And I feel like we're becoming this place really fast where we do not tolerate gossip. We do not tolerate, you know, people being talked badly about. We do not um, just tolerate all this stuff. We encourage people to go and talk to each other, right? Not, Not to sweep stuff under the rug because stuff happens, right? But assume the best of each other, and to honor each other in the process,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah, we don't ignore mess, but in the midst of mess, the word honor doesn't mean, you're amazing, right? It doesn't mean that. The word honor in scripture means to identify and correctly value a thing. It's like, it's, it comes with this idea of weights and measures. You know, in the ancient world, you bought things by, I want a pound of flour, they took out a pound weight. If you wanted to cheat someone, what did you do? You drilled a hole in the weight. And it's, oh yeah, that's a pound. But true honor is to rightly discern the value. And so it's not, how would I rightly discern your value? Scripture is a great place to start. How else might I rightly determine your per individual value talking to you getting to know you maybe talk to the one who made you i can't tell you the number of times i've complained to god well actually i could that i can't tell you that there's too many <laughs> um but i can't tell you the number of times i've complained to god and he goes do you know what i like about them oh you're gonna tell me aren't you <laughs> seriously Talk to him. He will remind you what is good in them. Why? So you can call it back. Because if someone's acting like an idiot, it's because they've forgotten who they are. That's
1: it. Because God
0: don't make no idiots. Come on. God does not make mess. People do. And when people make mess, it's because they've forgotten who they are. The first step is to remind them who they are. Because if if you try to make them identify with their mess, they already do. Who here, who here, when you do something stupid, the first thing is, oh, I'm so stupid. That's not God. That's not God. God goes, that doesn't look like you. Honor reminds you who you are, so, and then says, can I help you clean up that mess?
1: So we call it in this culture, finding the golden people, right? What is, what is Holy Spirit highlighting in that person that's awesome and calling that up to the surface?
0: But I love this. I love this line. He, why did he say, so some of you heard brotherly love and you twitched. Anybody have some brothers? <laughs> I was the youngest. Right? You know, that was not, when I first heard that, that did not. The point of it is, anybody know this? You can't seem to get away from family no matter how hard you try. What, what it is, is he's saying it's brotherly love because he says it doesn't stop when you don't like it. It doesn't stop. Family doesn't stop when you're having a bad day. Family doesn't stop when you're an idiot or they're an idiot, right? You keep coming back to it because you're family. And um, and I love that, preferring one another. Preferring means I look to honor you. Anybody like, okay, only me. Don't, don't nod your head to this one. I know these moments when I feel wimpy and I'm like, come on, please honor me, honor me, please honor me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> You're like, please see value in me. That's not this. The kingdom is where we're fighting with each other. No, 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 no. Let me tell you what's awesome about you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Doesn't that feel good? <laughs> so much better? Because even when you demand people to honor you, you never receive that honor, do you? Because you never believe them. All right, that's rule number two. Love is honor, and it won't be a love without it. Number three. no, no Okay, this is a weird one. So this is why I went to the NASB, because I read it in like NIV. I read it, I was like, I don't understand it. If you don't, first thing you need to understand when you're trying to read scripture and you don't understand it is first you have to believe that it's trying to say something. <laughs> Anybody you're like, I call it like a blank spot on the starter. Anybody had a really bad starter, and you're like, you remember, it's not making contact. If I'm not making contact with the power of Scripture, I'll ask God. God, is there something here for me? And then I'll ask Him to show me how to get at it. Maybe look at other translations or whatever. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. This is the third one. Not lagging behind in diligence. That's the weirdest phrase I've ever seen. Not what? What does he mean? Not don't quit trying. Don't quit trying. Don't quit trying to, and then, but also expect there to be fervency, a response of the spirit, right? You know what I said about, I am loving you. First, you the, your will matters. You you have to say, I want this. You have to keep bellying up to the bar. You have to keep saying, I'm coming back. I'm going to love you. I am choosing. But then he said, but expect God to show up. Mm-hmm. Expect God to show up. It's got to be his love. It's got to be his power. Our, it is our intentionality. It is our ability to partner with God, but it's got to be his power showing up and therefore serving the Lord. See, uh, John puts it this way. How can you say you love God who you haven't seen if you hate your brother who's right in front of you, right? He said, he's saying you, and you love each other, you are serving me. You oh you say you want to be as a Christian, you say you want to serve? Okay. Belly up to the bar of love and honor. And 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 keep coming back. Keep coming back. All right. So um let me say keep on. Um number 4. Rejoicing in hope, rever- persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer. What in the world? What does that have to do with living in community? Let me put it this way. Rejoicing in hope. What does that mean? Hope is, have you ever been in a, okay. I'll just put it in context of a marriage re, uh, relationship. There have been moments where Masha and I have not seen eye to eye. And in that moment, I had zero hope we ever would. Anybody been in that spot? <laughs> it's over! <so bad! laughs> right? Hope is the determination that we've been brought together for purpose. We've been brought together for destiny. God's got a way forward. I don't see how it's even possible. But I'm going to choose to rejoice. Rejoice. What's rejoice? To return to the joy of my hope. What's the hope? The reason we start a relationship with anybody, friendship or whatever, is because of hope. You ever met somebody you're like, oh, i have hope we could have a lot of fun together oh i see this could be really good oh that's the hope return to the joy god what was it that i saw in that person in the first place oh rejoice oh come on why and then persevere in what tribulation is the word pressure oh okay where are my runners come on runners that verse is for y'all and me i'm a runner i no. <laughs> runner, like runner. No, not runner physically. Oh. No, but I mean runner from oh. <laughs> runner. Yeah, people are like, Oh, I wasn't talking about that. I was raising for physical running. Uh, no, I'm not a runner. No, I mean, you run from difficulty, you run from uh, uncomfortable relationships, right? There we go. There we go. I see that hand. This is what he's saying return to your joy and stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Listen, stay in the fight. Ah, anybody had that thing? If it's really love, we'll never have
1: problems.
0: (laughs) Love is never having to say you're sorry because the other person's a vegetable. (laughs) What? I mean, that's the only way you're not gonna have to say sorry. All right, then the final thing is devoted to prayer. When it gets bad in relationship, you should be talking to God a lot more than you're talking to them. Uh, God, I've forgotten the joy. I've forgotten the hope. I don't remember. I lost the thread. I don't know. This is not the Antichrist in front of me. I'm confident by faith. Pers- continuing, make it a point that you listen to God more than the devil, more than your the person, more than yourself. Because when it gets bad, you need to be hearing him more. When? Yes, when, when. when, bad, when, yes. when. That's my prophetic word. In 2021, you will have difficulty. <laughs> In Jesus' name. All right. Wow, he's a true prophet. (laughs) You will have to buy gas in 2021. Okay. And toilet paper. But, okay.
1: (laughs) Tribulation. Come on.
0: (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. Number five. Run to hop. Return to hop.
1: I hop. (laughs) hop. Okay. All right. Yes.
0: Pancakes are calling. All right. Moving on. So now, if we're returning, this is, this is really essential. He says, so if you've got all this love, it better get real. It's not love till it shows up. Now, this is an anti-American thing. Here's, here, we were talking about this at some party I was at. Um, this thing, in in Russian culture, there's this idea we have a relationship, and when things get bad, I expect you to ask me for, for help, financial, physical, otherwise. In American culture, I… But as a result, you have very few friends. Yes, you have very few friends. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got so much to go around. In American culture, we have thousands of friends, but you better not ask me for help. Well, you get one shot, Right. <laughs> You know, you're like, "Oh, you um, anybody here lost a friend cuz you helped them? Either they felt shame and and distanced themselves or you were like, "Oh, you were too needy." But the reality is if we're going to do this life together, you and I have to be willing to bring our needs to each other. Ooh. Hard, right? It's hard, isn't it?
1: I, who is who is my people? Who is my, it's easier for you to give than to receive?
0: Yeah. Oh, it's spiritual. It's better to give than receive. So hard, so hard. But but the thing is, is if you if you're either we'll fall in either ditch, and both of them are orphans because an orphan does it on their own. One orphan says, "I'll do it myself," and so you don't come to church unless you've got it together, or at least can duct tape it together, or have enough makeup. But (laughs) I see you, Brian. (laughs) <laughs> oh, anyway, people online are like, I have no idea what's going on. Okay, don't worry, we don't either. All right, but um, but the reality, the other ditch of that orphanhood is I have to manipulate those in my life to get my needs met because I don't matter enough. People don't see me. People don't love me. And one of the great things of, of this, uh, this Christmas, which we did, is none of those moms in any way manipulated, none of them asked for help. And the Holy Spirit violence that was done to hell. Yeah,
1: come on. It was the best thing, y'all. I just want to brag on our body with this Christmas wish. Every single Christmas wish has been met. Come on. <laughs> that was on the tree,
0: right? This was the coolest thing. The and, coolest and, thing. And, it, and I'll tell you the lies that it confronted in those moms. I don't value, I'm not seeing, whatever it is. And we all have them, right? But again, this is the place where God will do it, but we do it. So first of all, is contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. And I was like, I wanna know what that word is because I don't know, how do you practice hospitality? I'm, just, I'm practicing, I don't know, Betty Crocker. <laughs> you practiced on me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like what does that mean? So I looked it up, I looked it up. This is the, what the word means, pursue loving the stranger pursue loving the people you don't know oh yeah no Mm -mm. i'm good my (laughs) table's full we talked about this if you want to see god move you need to put seats at your table for people you don't know people who don't fit sit inside your set so the first thing is be intentional to meet the needs of the people who are in your life Second thing is, make room to start loving on the people who aren't at your table, looking for the stranger. But I love this. So he said, pursue. And then he says, and at first I didn't realize these went together, bless those who persecute you. That word is actually the same word, pursue. Pursue hospitality. These are the people who pursue you. So you pursue the the stranger, and then you love. (laughs) You bless the people who pursue you or persecute you. What? Why would you do it? He's doing a play on words. Notice he doesn't, so first he said, contribute to the needs of the saints. Now he's saying, be practice hospitality, love the people who are, uh, that you don't know. But what does he say about the the enemy? He says, bless them. That word bless is not the blessed are you that make them happy. Your job is not to make your enemy happy. Anybody get thankful for that? Oh, Jesus. What it is, it is pray for them. Hear God's heart for them and choose to partner with God's heart for them. One of the most powerful steps in forgiveness, and I many times is what broke forgiveness open for me, was when I forgave the person from the heart, I released all expectation that I would ever receive anything back from them that I would ever vindicated. I, vindicated or they would recognize even that they'd done wrong. and the third thing, this is the point when my heart broke and I got truly free. God, show me how you want to bless them. And I began to partner with God's blessing for them. Suddenly, their animosity towards me no longer touched my heart. They, I, I mean, we had this. I, um, we led worship in a house church, and there was a guy in our church who hated me. Hated me. He would sit, and it's a house church. You can't hide. We're sitting in a circle. Twelve of us. And we're like, twelve of us. And he sat, always sat directly opposite me on purpose and glowered at me. And I'm supposed to lead worship, <laughs> which is hard enough because nobody can carry a tune to save their life except me. And I was trained to sing harmony, which is really bad. I would slide into harmony and they'd all go we with me. We sounded like cats. <laughs> it was horrible. Anyway, I, I was like, I was like, I mean, literally every single Sunday, I was like, God, if I don't forgive him, we're all going to hell. I, this is not going to end well. And I literally had to learn how to forgive and release right there on the spot and learn to bless him. And I would begin to pray that he would have an encounter with God. I Only when I got to the point of blessing my enemy was I free to live. All right, so, so you know what? I want to just say number five is make it real, right? Okay, number six, we're getting there. Just uh, three more. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. I would say this is keep it real number two. Why? Because anybody here felt that when you came to church, you needed to put on a happy face? How are you? Blessed and highly favored. And I was like, oh, about to die. Yep. (laughs) Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. But here's here's the weird part. You know what I realize? If you are rejoicing, he says, get down in the dust and weep with the weeper. But if you're weeping, get off your touche and go rejoice with them. There is a violence that happens when I get out of my navel of my own pain and I do, there's a violence when I choose to rejoice in your victory. Anybody here, you're waiting on a victory and then you hear a testimony of the very thing you want. <laughs> know what I'm talking about, right? In that moment, my choice to rejoice with you while I'm weeping is, is violence That's it. that opens up the doors for my victory. That's it. But when you choose mm-hmm. to step out of your place of abundance mm-hmm. to come sit with me and weep, Not go to hell with me, I don't mean that, but to feel my pain, that also is a violence. Yeah,
1: and this is, I mean, this is our culture here too, right? We want to be real, right? We want to go into dark places with people, but we want to see the victory, right? Like what we were talking with Marsha right? We want to be in the battle, right? We want to be in the process. We don't want to sugarcoat it or cover it up, Right? But at the same time, we're believing that there is always more. We're believing for each person's victory,
0: right? If you're in a pit and we talk and you don't let me know about the pit you're in, I'm not talking about drag me into the pit. Do you understand the difference? Do you understand? Like there's a difference between, um, let me tell you the 7,000 ways I'm going to die by tomorrow. And there's, I'm facing a really big financial thing. Can you pray for me? Right? That kind of thing. When I tell you, I invite you into my, there is that like, but if you sit there and go, I can't, I can't jump in, can I? Right? So it's just really, again, those, those two ditches that we both all end up in. All right, number seven. Be of the same mind toward one another. Don't be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Okay. Oh, the, really simply. Um, anybody here, you walk in and you immediately find your place in the pecking order? You know what I'm talking about? You're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I, I am. Mm-hmm. We, what We. is he saying? He's saying, basically this whole thing is don't. Quit evaluating people after the flesh. Paul said it, we no longer know any man after the flesh. Quit trying to put yourself, oh, I'm better than them, I'm worse than them. He's like, get over it. Go love, let me love through you. There is gold in each person, go love them. That's the simplest way I can break that down. Step out of this whole thing. Quit looking down on people. Anybody here, the only way you can, no, don't wave your hand on this. You know what I'm talking about though. You have a you're having a rough day, so you have to find a way to feel good about yourself by looking down on somebody else. Not that.
1: It's also what we talked about, you know, a couple weeks ago about the table is, you know, inviting people
0: that you would not that after you would the natural.
1: Yeah, the you,
0: you wouldn't the, value. But,
1: I, I, the, oh, we said the land, yeah, the, the, blind, the, lame, the, the clip, blind, the cripple, the cripple, you the know, going into buying, you know, byways and highways. Yep. And I think it goes together with the whole hospitality thing about opening our homes to people we maybe
0: naturally wouldn't. I mean, we've had this happen. We'll throw a party and none of the cool people come. There's lots of people coming, just none of the cool people. Maybe we should just not do it. God's like, oh, wow, that revealed your heart.
1: Well, and I know that that's the biggest thing. When when you start hosting and when you start um, doing tables, I mean, rejection is real, right? Like, that's something you're going to have to fight against to keep opening up, right? Is that your friends maybe not necessarily won't be there, but your neighbor, who you don't necessarily, like, is not your favorite person, will be there, like... Every time. Every time.
0: <laughs> well, and, 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 and in, that, in that, one of the things, like I said, that when that's happened to us, that's revealed our hearts, is God's like, oh, oh, so this is about you.
1: Just a little. Yes, just a little so bit. big word of caution. with If you want the tables to be an outflow in ministry, probably doing it to fill your cup is not going to be the best. Yeah. idea, right? Well, it's kind of like, it's your cup like,
0: <laughs> somewhere else. Well, I love <laughs> it. It's like, it's like people like, have you ever seen Raising Arizona, that prophetic film? Um, there's this great line. There's a great line where the kid, they have stolen this baby and then another family wants to take the baby from him and they've got, he's like, but you've got tons of kids. He's like, yeah, but she only likes them when they're cute and cuddly. If you're, ha- it's like when you're having children just to have cute and cuddly, you're in for a rude awakening. And it's the same thing. If you're having tables just to feel good, you're in trouble. Fine. Okay, we're moving and grooving. We're getting there. So uh, oh, the last thing I want to say that too, though, with that, that thing is gossip usually comes out of that last one going south. To make myself feel better, I'll share a prayer request for somebody else. <laughs> Awkward. Moving on. All right, number eight. Final one. Never repay evil to e- for evil to anyone except... Never? Anyone? Now, here's the thing. That evil is a different word, evil. You know what the evil is? Bad. (laughs) Just bad. Anybody here justified being evil? They deserved it. Oh, I believe the Lord has called me to be his hand of vengeance in your life. (laughs) Sure
1: did. Sure did. Sure did.
0: Thank you, Lord, that he has anointed me to bring good news to myself. (laughs) Wow. Never, never, never. Who here has spent an entire night justifying what you want to do in your head? And then I'm going to say this. And then I'm going to say this. And then. mm. All right. That was a word of knowledge. All right. But but here's the next thing. Respect what is right in the sight of all people. Anybody here, you're like, oh, no, no. We're going to call in a lawyer to back this one up, right? you got to come up with a really squiggly way to justify what you want to do. He's like, listen, if it ain't obvious to everybody, don't. Next one. Never take your own revenge. Then what's the point? Beloved. I love it. He's like, I know I'm getting harsh. Okay, beloved. <laughs> but leave room for the wrath of God. Thank goodness he's going to whack him. <laughs> for it is written, vengeance is mine. Don't touch it. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry. I was like, I love that. That's great. You just get him, Jesus. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. What? If he's thirsty, give him a drink. What? And for in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Well, I like that part.
1: <laughs> Keep eating, my lovely.
0: <laughs> Eat. Don't you want some more? What is it? This is like arsenic and old lace or something. Like, um, what, okay, what I want to end with. People are like, ah, this is my kind of scripture. I, uh. I want to say really simply, the wrath of God is this. It is simply gravity. It's simply gravity. Anybody done something stupid and it came back to bite you? That's the wrath of God. God didn't even need to get involved. He just set the law of cause and effect, and in it, in, in it works, and it works great. <laughs> this boomerang will come back every time, <laughs> right? So he says, get out of the way of the boomerang.
1: Oh, gosh. That's a
0: good Get <laughs> out of the way of the boomerang. Somebody's thrown a boomerang. <laughs> Duck. <laughs> Step away the from the vehicle. <laughs> you, and why Why that whole thing? It's like it's this whole thing, giving, feeding, it's about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. When we forgive, we disconnect ourselves from their boomerang, mm-hmm. from the, with their wrath, their, their cause and effect. They're sowing and reaping. I don't want to be a part of that. The way I get free is I forgive and I release and I bless. Mm-hmm. Come on. Oh, well, there's our yeah. house rules. Real simple. <laughs> Real simple, real simple, real simple. All right, forgive. I, we lost one in the middle. All right, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't be wise, be dumb. All don't right. be wise. Be dumb. I love it. Awesome, awesome. All right. All right, if we could have the worship team come up. Something like that. I'm going to take out the Christmas tree. Ah, oh, whoo. What I want to just say is, I hope you understand that God's not surprised by mess. If you've read the Bible, you know it's the messiest book on the planet. It's full of mess. But God, in the midst of mess, does something beautiful. And I just want to take a moment. Let's just close our eyes. I just feel like each of us has a short list of people that we have walked away from relationship because of mess. Now, there's a great point for boundaries. Someone, like we talked about mess when they're being intentional and they're, you know, they're being, you know, just Herod's. But there's a point where I, the Lord just had to come back and say, Peter, I asked you to fight for that relationship and you walked. Lord, are there relationships you want us to fight for? Are there relationships you want us to return to our joy, to to rediscover honor, rediscover hope, and persevere hearing your heart for? Lord, just show us just two or three that are relationships you want us to fight for. Lord, I believe that you are restoring. You are restoring relationship. You're restoring community. And and it's not just so we get a brand new community. (laughs) Start overdue but we're going to get the old and we're going to get the new and we're going to thrive in 2021 together. We love you, Lord. If we could stand and let's worship.